Welcome to Bethesda Lutheran Church here on the second Sunday of Easter. Glad you're all with us on this nice, bright, shining morning we have. It's starting to feel a little bit like spring, but it's still a little bit cold, I guess, here in, in Minnesota. So, well, just kind of stay hopeful, I guess. That's always a good position to take. Uh, thanks to Mary for manning the, the music in, in Jib's, Jim's absence this morning so, uh, and for helping us out yesterday as well. Thanks to everyone who uh, was here yesterday for the funeral of Marvin Berry and helped out or just was, was a way to help send him off and to support the family. I know it was an incredible amount of people who were here yesterday. We were packed to the gills, which is always a, a lovely thing to see, you know, and a good tribute to Marvin. So, uh, And also, of course, keeping in our prayers, uh, Ernest Berman and his family who had a, a funeral over at the EV Free Church uh, yesterday. So, yeah, we were definitely... Uh, it was definitely a lot of uh, a lot of good memories here yesterday. Um, let's see a number of announcements this morning. Uh, also in our prayers this morning, prayers for Owen Hines, um, who is the brother of Audrey Bistado. So please keep that family in their prayers. Some health concerns there. So um, a few other announcements as well. Uh, I know in sort of <laughs> recovering from yesterday a little bit. Uh, uh, I think some of our our folks would like some help moving some tables, so after coffee, if you have a nice strong back or at least willing to, you know, uh, take a chance <laughs> um, and help move some tables after coffee today, I know that our folks would uh, sincerely appreciate that. Uh, we also have, you can see a whole list of other announcements, of course, in the back of your bulletin as usual. Uh, I know coming up this week there is the uh, Feed My Starving Children, which is taking place this week, so uh, that should be a great opportunity to do some uh, Good service there. It looks like there's a carpool gathering here, I'm assuming, at 9.30 on Thursday morning. And there's still places, so if you've really been just kind of on the fence, uh, just talk to Mary Vukulich after the service, and she'll get you in there to help out. Um, there's a couple other things. Uh, one, uh, next Sunday, it looks like there's a temple talk from someone from the Synod um, about the uh, Russian Lutheran Church, so keep that in mind for next Sunday. Um, a few other little odds and ends. Uh, I know we all, looks like we also have a stewardship meeting coming up this week. I think I didn't realize I, have, I might have a conflict with that. So if there's just a couple of you, maybe we can just grab each other during uh, uh, grab each other grab each other's ear, you know, during coffee, um, and maybe just chat. Maybe you don't really need me at stewardship meeting. I don't know. Or uh, maybe there's a way to rearrange it. I don't know. But uh, if not, we'll figure figure something out. And then, um, anyone else have any announcements they'd like to share at this time? I said it all. As usually as pastors go, you say too much, so uh, that's that's how it usually works. But uh, so if I said it all, that's that's it's a it's a good uh, it's a good thing. Other than that, um, I think we're ready um, to begin our worship service. Our opening hymn is hymn three sixty nine.
Alleluia. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia. Just as God's work of creation never ends, so the gifts received in baptism are renewed every day. Let us give thanks together for the life given in baptism. We give you thanks, O God, for the waters of life, for water to bathe in, water to drink, for waters to play in and waters that inspire wonder, for water that gives life to our planet. We give you thanks, O God, for the waters of life. We give you thanks, O God, for the waters of this place, for water from our tap, for rain and snow, for Malak and Mississippi and all the lakes and streams uh, of this area. We give you thanks, O God, for the waters of this place. We give you thanks for your salvation through water, for delivering Noah and his family through the floodwaters, for leading your people Israel through sea, through the sea into freedom, for preserving your prophet Elijah through the time of drought, for guiding your people across the Jordan into new land, for quenching the Samaritan woman's thirst with living water. We give you thanks for your salvation through water. We give you thanks for the life of all the baptized and for all who gather here, for godparents and baptismal sponsors, for children and grandchildren, for our brothers and sisters in Christ whom we have never seen, but to whom we are bound. We give you thanks for the life of all the baptized. We give you thanks for life in Christ through your Holy Spirit, for our entry into Jesus' death through these waters, for our new birth into a life of freedom and service, for our calling to be your people, sent out for the life of the world. We give you thanks, blessed and holy Trinity, now and forever. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, with joy we celebrate the day of our Lord's resurrection. By the grace of Christ among us, enable us to show the power of resurrection in all we say and do. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Our first reading is from the book of Acts, chapter 4, beginning with the 32nd verse. Now the whole group of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and no one claimed private ownership of any possessions, but everything they owned was held in common. With great power, the apostles gave their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. There was not a needy person among them, for as many as owned lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold, and they laid it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to each as any had need. The word of the Lord. Our psalm this morning is 133. Would the congregation please respond in the bold print? How good... And how pleasant it is when kindred live together in unity. It is like the dew of Hermon flowing down upon the hills of Zion, 
For there the Lord has commanded the blessing, life forevermore. Our second reading is from 1 John chapter 1, beginning with the first verse. We declare to you what was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have looked at and touched with our hands, concerning the word of life. This life was revealed, and we have seen it and testify to it and declare to you the eternal life that was with the Father and was revealed to us. We declare to you what we have seen and heard so that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you that God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him while we are walking in darkness, we lie and do not do what is true. But if we walk in the light, as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus his Son cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he who is faithful and just will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the Righteous. And he is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. The word of the Lord. Here ends the readings. Please rise in honor of the Holy Gospel. Our gospel this morning is from the Gospel of John, the 20th chapter. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jewish leadership, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, So I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, and put my finger in the mark of the nails in my hands in his side, I will not believe. A week later his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, 
but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. And Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet who have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written, so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. You may be seated. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Father, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. By now, I have shared with a number of you the story of how I came to adopt my cat. A few lucky folks have even met him. I know Mary has met my cat. Uh, But I found my cat, for those that haven't heard, I found my cat late one night, not long after I I came here, um, coming back from Brainerd. It was just a little bit off of the intersection uh, over there by 18 and 47, kind of near the EV Free Church. I was just lying a few feet from the roadway uh, with a broken leg and none too happy about that fact. Um, I wasn't sure what to do, and I wasn't sure how badly he was injured, but I put him, you know, I got him in a box, and I put him in my car um, and took him home. And I figured if he's alive in the morning, <laughs> then we'll take him to the vet and we'll go from there. Poor little guy. Um, one of the names when I was thinking about, oh, what should I name this cat? And eventually I did find uh, sort of a previous owner who was nice enough to let me keep him, and she already had a name, so I kept that name. But one of the names I was considering up until I, f- I found out his, his, his real name, um, I thought about Schrodinger. And some of you maybe are familiar with that, Schrodinger's cat. Um, now, if you aren't familiar with, you know, f- physics or uh, maybe haven't at least seen the Big Bang Theory that talks about it, um, it, Schrodinger's cat is part of a thought experiment. You know, don't worry, no cats were actually harmed in the process of this uh, of this experiment. But it's um, it was an idea that came up with by Austrian physicist Erwin Erwin Schrodinger back in 1935. He was trying to describe how atoms and other subatomic particles exist in different states and the difficulty in figuring out at what state they're in at any given time. And so he came up with this idea, this sort of metaphor that you could say, for example, put a cat in a box and create some sort of mechanism that would randomly either kill the cat or not kill the cat. Like I said, don't worry, no cats were actually harmed. <laughs> but, uh, but the poor cat, you know, you wouldn't know. And so part of his idea was behind this thought experiment was that up until you opened the box again, you wouldn't know what state the cat was in. Was it an alive cat or was it a dead cat? So kind of like me with my cat, I wasn't sure in the morning if this cat was going to be alive or dead. I thought, well, maybe I, as sort of a joke, I could call it Schrodinger, but it's kind of a lot of a mouthful anyway, so probably best it didn't end up that way. You know, we often live in these sort of states of flux where we're not sure what's, where we are. You know, it's not always alive or dead, but we're, we're wondering, you know, what, what's going on in our lives. You know, and that's a little bit of maybe how the, the disciples were feeling in our gospel lesson this morning. You know, this is our traditional post-Easter gospel reading, the story of, of Thomas and of Jesus, and Thomas sort of missing out, right? Thomas is either the patron saint of doubters uh, or the patron saint of people who are never in the right place at the right time, depending on your perspective. 
He just, I don't know, maybe he was out getting groceries. He was, I don't know, doing something, and he missed out on seeing Jesus. It must have eaten at him a little bit, even if he did have his doubts. You know, in one of the best uh, sermons, too, I think I've ever heard about this, you know, this idea, is Thomas a doubter? Is he just, you know, wanting to get his, his fair share? You know, we often get stuck in this place of, of one or the other. You know, what is Thomas? Should we judge him? If we do judge him, how severely should we judge him? Um, you know, Jesus does seem to, you know, kind of chide him a little bit, kind of poke and prod at him a little bit. But, you know, we are often in those states too. You know, this is an unbelievable thing that Jesus is, is offering. And like I said, one of the best sermons I ever heard on this sort of just kind of just pushed that all to the side. He said, you know, the preacher said, listen, you know, it doesn't matter that much, you know, how we judge Thomas. Because the real point of the story is Jesus. That whatever needs that Thomas needed, Jesus came back for him. Jesus did it all over again just because Thomas happened to be out getting the groceries or, you know, checking on the news or whatever he was out doing. Returning the video. I guess people don't do that anymore, but uh, they don't, didn't do that then either. So, uh, <laughs> But, you know, if there was one ad- addition, though, I think that I would add to that, to that, to that pastor's sermon um, I would say that we can learn a little bit from Thomas. I think, I think that pastor was right, that you know, at the end of the day, what matters is what Jesus does for us, what Jesus is willing to do to bring us some comfort and some surety in our minds. But I would say that there is a little bit of a lesson in Thomas. I don't think he's completely irrelevant to the story. Because I think often, as I said, we are often in these states of flux where we're not quite sure how to feel And at least Thomas had the courage to express that, to put out there these difficult emotions that he was wrestling with and that he did have his doubts if that's what he was expressing. You know, he was sharing what he was thinking and feeling. You know, when we read those first verses in John, you know, John describes a little bit of how the disciples reacted when they see Jesus, but he doesn't really give us a lot of insight as to how they felt about it after the fact. Maybe they too were wrestling with all kinds of things that, that this incredible news worked in them. You know, maybe Bartholomew suspected maybe after the fact that maybe they just all had been hitting the wine a little too hard in these last few days, you know. Maybe uh, Philip was thinking that it was all a, pay, a prank by Andrew, you know, who was the practical joker of the group. It doesn't say that in the Bible, but I'm just, you know, assuming that maybe that was the case. Uh, you know, maybe James the Lesser was was, you know, had accepted all this and was amazed and, you know, in wonderment, but was also a little nervous about what this meant for him now, that he would actually have to leave this locker room at some point and would have to go out and share the good news. And, you know, it's not like the the Romans or the religious leaders had gotten any cuddlier in the last few days either, and that he too might face his own his own crucifixion. You know, we don't know what was going on in the heads of the other disciples. We don't know what you know, gut-wrenching realities were going on in there because they didn't say anything. They didn't share it. You know, they, they said a little bit to Thomas when he got back. They told him the news, but we don't really know how they felt about all of that. But Thomas at least felt trustworthy enough in his group that he could share all these things that are going on, all the, the questions and the concerns and the doubts that he had. You know, he was willing to speak up about all that. You know, and we shouldn't, of course, too, in our own lives, always 
you know, be in this state where all we express are our negative feelings, where all we express is skepticism. We also need to share moments of joy and thanksgiving. Trust me, you know, your, uh, your pastor especially will appreciate that, but others too in leadership positions in the church. If, if all they ever hear is negativity, you know, that's going to get exhausting. But Christian communities should also be places where we can express these doubts and these concerns that we feel. That we can be open with one another about the, the questions that trouble us, that gnaw at us, that would otherwise just bounce around in our brains endlessly, causing us to lose all manner of sleep and driving us uh, to the edge. You know, doubt is not something that we usually choose. You know, we can choose, you know, it's like fear or stress that way. It's just sort of a reaction that we get. It's, it's that kind of primal sort of gut reaction in our bodies. You know, we can learn strategies to how to prevent it. We can learn strategies how to deal with it when it happens. We can seek the advice of mental health professionals, maybe get some good medication if that's what's necessary at times. But at the end of the day, it's not something we can avoid completely. There are going to be those questions in our life that just drive us nuts and we we can't come up with a satisfying answer. And the only way that I, I know for certain that it's never going to get resolved is if we, if we keep it all bottled up inside. And so hopefully our congregations and our groups of our friends and our loved ones, these can be places where we can share what we're feeling with one another so that we don't try to shove it all into a box, right? Otherwise, it's just going to live in that state of flux. Our faith is going to live in a state of flux. It's not going to be exactly dead, but it's not exactly going to be alive either. We don't want Schrodinger cat kind of faith. We want real, living, breathing faith. We want to once in a while open up that box, open up the doors, be able to look inside and bring it all out into the open and to trust our, be able to trust our friends, trust our communities, and to trust God too, to trust God with our questions and our, our deepest fears and worries and doubts. God, you know, I say this a lot in a number of different sermons, but God would rather have us pray those difficult prayers than to not pray at all. You know, to bring God, to bring to God all the things that are going on in our hearts and our minds. You know, it can be a very freeing thing to realize that, that God would rather listen to us, even, even those dark and, and, and uncomfortable thoughts, God would rather hear that than hear nothing at all. So I hope that this community uh, and many of our Christian communities, all of our Christian communities are places where we can share with one another all these things that are going on in our heads so that we can be comforted, so that God can come to us and bring us that renewal of our faith. Because God is always working at it. And it's only when we try to shut ourselves off so completely that, that you know, God doesn't get stopped. But we can kind of muddy the waters a little bit. We can... Uh, make it a much more uh, excruciating experience than it needs to be. And then eventually, renewed in our faith, we can go out of all of our locked rooms, we can open up all of our boxes, and find those other people that are f- trapped in one way or another to bring them some peace as well. Amen.
using the words of the Apostles' Creed, let us confess our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Rejoicing in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, we pray for the witness of the church, the wholeness of creation, and all who are in need. Rejoicing, or holy God, you speak peace in the presence of fear. Give us courage to testify to your grace with our lives. Embolden prophets, preachers, and teachers to speak your truth. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Holy God, you create peace in in the midst of chaos. Where storms rage and winds howl, you bring calm. Protect people and animals from dangers of weather. Restore damaged lands and homes. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Holy God, you are peace in a violent world. Heal neighborhoods ravaged by crime. Reconcile political factions at war. Build relationships where suspicion keeps us apart and bring us to the day of unity. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Holy God, you bring peace to a hurting world. Fill the stomachs of the hungry. Bind up the shattered. Give rest to the weary and hope to the disillusioned. Restore the sick. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Holy God, you breathe your spirit of peace into us. Enlivened by the Spirit, equip us to bring new life to all we meet in our work and in our play. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O God, today we lift up in prayer prayers of our community. We remember in our prayers today Marvin Berry and Ernest Berman and their families who mourn their passing. Bring them your peace and your comfort. And we offer also our prayers for Owen Hines, brother of Audrey Bistado. Be with him in this time of difficulty and be with his family as well. Send your healing love into into his life and into all those who work for his healing. And be with his family and friends and give them your comfort and your strength. And now, O God, we lift up all those other prayers that are on our hearts and in our minds. And we lift them to you either out loud or in silence. Holy God, you are our peace in this world and the next. Comfort all who mourn. Hold them in your tender care. Bring us all around the table as we share the heavenly banquet. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. 
We entrust all our prayers to you, gracious God. Receive them by the power of the Holy Spirit and the love of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. Please share a sign of that peace with one another. Let us pray. Be known to us, O Lord, in the breaking of the bread, as you were made known to the disciples. Receive these gifts and the offering of our lives, that we may be your risen body in the world. Amen. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. May God, who has brought us from death to life, fill you with great joy. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. We'll do the dismissal later. but uh, Okay, so for this last hymn, you can be seated. You can be seated. So I really wanted us to sing this hymn, but we don't have the music in the digital organ. And I was still stubborn enough that I, I made Mary still put it in the bulletin. So I'm going to try, it's a, it's a call and response song, you'll notice that once you turn to it. So we're going to do our best, this would be like music class this morning, to try to sing it anyway.
So I'll be the leader part, which is on the top, and I'll teach you, hopefully, uh, in the next part, and hopefully it won't all just completely blow up in my face. So uh, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> all right. So there's basically, it's pretty easy. There's two main parts. So there's a higher, slightly higher part, a slightly lower part, and then there's an extra part. So it goes high, low, high, extra. Okay. So let's see here. So we'll just kind of ignore my part for now. So then it goes, We have seen the Lord. We have seen the Lord. Da, da, dun, dun. Then the low part, They have seen the Lord. We have seen the Lord. Da, 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 da. We have seen the Lord. God with us, Jesus Christ. Da, 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 da. So let's try it one more time, and then we'll do it for real. We have seen the Lord. We have seen the Lord. Da, 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 da. We have seen the Lord. Da, 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 da. We have seen the Lord. God with us, Jesus Christ. Oh, that's pretty good. All right, now we're going to try it for real. I don't know if I can play and sing at the same time. I'm not that good of a piano player. So I'll start us off. We have seen the Lord. We have seen the Lord. God is mighty. We have seen the Lord. God is powerful. We have seen the Lord. God with us, Jesus Christ. We have seen the Lord, we have seen the Lord. God is lowly, we have seen the Lord. God is merciful, we have seen the Lord. God with us, Jesus Christ. We have seen the Lord, we have seen the Lord. God is gracious. We have seen the Lord. God is wonderful. We have seen the Lord. God with us, Jesus Christ. Hey, we did it. Now we just need to teach George how to play the like the conga drums, and uh, and we'll be set for next time. All right. Well. Alleluia, Christ is risen. Indeed. Alleluia. You are the body of Christ raised up for the world. Go in peace. Share the good news. Thanks be to God. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Thank you, thank you. Good morning. Good morning. There we go. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, go, go. Ah, cut in front of George, you know. <laughs> good morning, George. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Yeah, yeah. Hey, good morning, Jenny. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, what a beautiful place, though. Castaway. 